Well, the Twins added a reliever. I don't think we thought they would, but we'll talk about that on today's episode. We'll talk about the implications on the 40-man roster of that move and the Carlos Santana move. And then we'll break down the right-handed hitters remaining in free agency as we all kind of suspect that they're still going to add one of those. This is Locked on Twins. You are Locked on Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello again and welcome back to Locked On Twins. I'm your host, Brandon Warren, and you can unfollow me on Twitter at Brandon underscore W-A-R-N-E. And joining me again is Answer Dave Brown. Dave, how are we doing tonight? Hey, Brandon. We're doing okay. A little uh, under the weather, but sometimes my voice might crack like Peter Brady on the Brady Bunch when his voice changed. But other than that, I'm a normal self. Well, we'll do our best to get you out in a tidy and timely fashion. Again, thank you so much for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube and for free. So pretty exciting. You can get us pretty much wherever you want. And as part of the Locked On Podcast Network, we're your team every day. We have had such awesome audience participation. I don't know if you've seen Dave on YouTube. And we just want to encourage you to keep that up. Five-star reviews are really good for us on Apple Podcasts and all that stuff. Today's episode, though, is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers, join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. One more thing, uh, Locked On has started the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day. With the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to our first ever national 24-7 streaming channel. Dave Brown, we did not, I suppose much in the same way that we did not intend to record an episode on the Twins signing Carlos Santana. uh, I did not spend the whole day preparing for us, well, for anything the whole day, but I mean, I did not spend... A much time preparing for the Twins to sign a big league reliever. And I think you and I had both agreed. We kind of thought the bullpen was more or less set. But Jay Jackson, going to be a twin coming over from the Blue Jays. What are your initial thoughts? Sorry, I I muted my microphone there because I was going to cough and then I forgot to turn it back on. All right. So what do you think of Jay Jackson? We'll set you right back up. Nothing like wanting to economize my words and then having to repeat myself. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised that they picked up Jackson. Um, He's a he's a survivor. He's in his mid 30s and he's had a couple of decent, you know, uh, half year, three quarter years with multiple teams so he kind of gets passed around a lot so uh it is a little bit of a surprise that he got a major league deal but he earned it last year with a with his performance so he's a guy that can you know that you want that kind of depth i am a little looking at his numbers and and his results i'm a little surprised that a team more in need of relief pitching and you know like the white Sox or any number of teams didn't pick him up first so um 
I think it's a, uh, it's a good move. It's uh, I think they, they probably saw him still out there and they're like, Hey, we can always use some depth. Let's bring this guy aboard. And, you know, I was kind of looking at some of his secondary stuff. Uh, I believe his chase rate is especially, especially good. I'm, I'm having trouble. Oh, there we go. Plate discipline. Um, chase rate at 31, seven is league average. I think he's in the 35, 36 range. And the big thing for him and Dave, I don't know if you've picked up on this yet, but if the twins pick up a pitcher in season, out of season, anytime you immediately run to Savant or Fangraphs and see if they throw a slider, because this front office is slider happy. And lo and behold, Jay Jackson throws almost exclusively a slider. He's got a decent fastball, about 93, 94 four miles per hour, but the slider is kind of his moneymaker. I did see gifts from pitching Ninja back in 19 when he was with the Brewers and the, um, the slider was good and the slider appears to be good still. Um, but I did the video I could find of him. There was a lot of mid middle, middle fastballs that he got some kind of luck on. I think that shows up in his BABIP, which was excessively low. Um, but I also watched an interview he did with a, a local news uh, woman out there. And he said he felt like his stuff was good. He was just hanging it over the plate. So I think it's interesting to hear him aware of that and me to watch, you know, some video and see that. Um, but what I see, you know, a pretty ordinary build, 6'1", 200-pound guy who um, was nasty pretty much no matter who he faced last year. I think he's got a chance to do... Um, you know, between him and Josh Stalmont, if you get one good reliever, that's probably uh, a good sign. It, I think uh, Stalmont, uh, I raised my eyes a little bit, eyebrow or whatever, at the move in the, the context of Stalmont. I thought maybe I kind of went and looked back and, and saw where his uh, recovery from uh, thoracic outlet syndrome was was going. And uh, he's been very positive about it. So it isn't that I don't I don't think they're worried about him being late to the party or uh, 50% or whatever. I think they just want some depth. And that's uh, uh, what is the, uh, what do you think is the deal with the twins being so interested in pitchers that throw sliders? Is it because these days guys just kind of, uh, you know, uh, gear up for a fastball trying to hit a home run and the slider is uh, a little tricky. Is it, uh, is it as simple as that? I think they just like to chase swing and miss and there's not much better than a slider. And with Jackson too, and I was actually looking at his pitch type splits. So if he gets in spots where he can throw his slider, he is, I mean, it's incredible. Buck 16 average against his slider last year, uh, 402 OPS, 16 weighted runs created plus. So if you are not aware of weighted runs created plus, especially like OPS plus it's scaled on a hundred to average. On his four-seam fastball, it was 133. He threw a handful of sinkers. It was 132. So basically, slider, 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 he will knock you out. If he has to go to his fastball, um, you know, things get a little dicey then. But uh, it reminds me a little of when the Twins brought in Matt Whistler back in, uh, was it 2020? And he was perfectly solid for them. 18.4% uh, swinging strike rate on his slider this last year for his career, 194 uh, fastball 10%, which is pretty good for a four-seam fastball. Um, but again, yeah, uh, mid-30s, uh, gonna be, I think he's already 36. Uh, and it based on everything I saw, um, vibes, good vibes with this guy. Yeah. 
well, that's always important too. And, uh, or it doesn't hurt. Certainly, um, you know, stuff and, and, uh, pitchability is what you want first. But if you, you know, if he's a good dude, in addition to that, that always helps in the bullpen. Um, so yeah, he's got, um, he has a clothing line actually on Instagram that he, uh, I don't want to say he hawks cause I don't know if that's a negative connotation, but it looks like pretty cool, uh, gear with a positive message. And then he too was traveling, um, back and forth between, it was somewhere in the Southwest maybe Albuquerque because he had a premature child last year. And so he was managing that. So, uh, by all indications, great dude, great, this great, that, um, but he's been through some stuff. I mean, you don't get to the big leagues in your mid to late thirties, uh, you know, first primary audition uh, without persevering. So I think there's a lot to be gleaned from him. And I think, uh, you know, hopefully it, it goes well for him. We'll see what happens there. But um, also too, I, I guess I wanted to get into his uh, one other splits, one of his other splits. He, so we don't want to read too much into you know, high leverage, low leverage, me- medium leverage, because he didn't pitch that many innings. You know, he was about 30 innings last year, uh, but it was, um, he faced 83 batters in low leverage, 16 in medium and 17 in high. Now, with that said, he allowed a buck 84 average in low leverage, 125 in medium and 154 in high. So maybe he would have been equipped to have some more opportunities in those spots and, and just didn't. But also, um, yeah, he just he his his line against for facing lefties is a one fourteen average, two forty four on base, two twenty nine slugging, and against righties, so same sided hitters, it was two hundred slash two forty three slash three fifty seven. To me, Dave, that is uh, that's the kind of guy you'd be happy to add to your stable. I don't know if it's going to be three million bucks, five million bucks, four million bucks. I'm guessing in that area, but. Um, you know, Keenan Middleton got six million, I think, uh, earlier in the day or over the weekend, and so uh, you know, I think it's a it's a nice little deal for the Twins. We'll see what the money looks like, but uh, I'm in favor. Yeah, it's good that he's able to, um, if he's got reverse a little bit of a reverse split, and is better against left-handed pitchers uh, or left-handed batters. Yep. it's nice to have some flexibility in the bullpen with guys. You know, you can't. It's it's hard to have righty specialists or lefty specialists anymore because of how the rules have changed. So you need somebody who's not going to kill you against one kind of batter and be okay against another. So you need that sort of consistency. And you mentioned he's got a clothing line. And so he's been a professional for about 16 years. Yeah. So this is a guy who's, uh, uh, you know, been to a lot of minor league stops and several major league stops too. So, He's uh he's he's planning ahead for what he's no longer a ball player, but it still seems like he's got a little bit left in the tank. And uh it's a good 40 man. You know, it's what it shows is the twins aren't, you know, that's that's a place where a lot of times and other other teams and other points in twins history, maybe they wouldn't go after a major league contract mm-hmm. uh, at this time. And it's uh, you know, they're they're not being cheap on that end, certainly. You can't say that that they're trying to save money there. They're they expect, um, you know, the, the, to use the bullpen depth as much as they can, and uh, trying to get through the season. And it's a, it's a good sign that they're paying attention and giving a little extra money to 
the latter spots on the 40 and the 25, 26-man roster. Yeah, definitely agree. Let's take a quick second, quick pause, talk about our friends at FanDuel. We come back on the other side. We'll talk about 40-man implications, a quick little thought on the uh, TV deal. And then we got some right-handed hitters to get to. But first, a word from FanDuel. And, uh, you know, happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. So whether you like the 49ers to win, the Chiefs to win, one of the teams to cover, you like the money line, whatever you want to do, FanDuel has you covered. You can finish this season off in so many ways with a W or two or three. So not only can you bet on who's going to win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and much, much more. So if you're a new customer, join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 or more bet wins. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Sorry, easy for me to say. Uh, make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Started doing too many things there, Dave Brown. I was trying to play a little music behind the ad and drop the ad in there. And boy, I got overmatched there pretty quick. But um, it's a tough business. It is a tough business. But uh, thanks, everyone, for hanging out with us. We're into the bullpen. We're into the uh, actually probably the home stretch here because um, we're going to try to be quick to be easy on the vocal cords. Uh, People have been asking me about 40 man stuff with these two moves with Carlos Santana and Jay Jackson. Honestly, um, I don't know how much further or closer we have to get to spring training before the 60-day IL becomes an option. But it wouldn't shock me if maybe that was a factor. Also, they've claimed, um, well, Duarte is is the one on the roster now. Before that, it was Jensen. Uh, it's, n- it's not a 40-man roster that's locked and stocked and packed with big league great players. So there's some room to make those moves. I think people are just a little bit too tied up on 40-man stuff. But um, also, too, these moves sometimes take three, four, five days to finalize. So, again, it wouldn't shock me if maybe they just said, hey, look, um, we'll finalize this paperwork when we can put a couple guys on the 60 or something like that. I don't know. But um, I'm not too worried about the 40-man stuff right now. And these are issues that every single other team in the league are going through. So it's not like the the Twins have a – special problem here it's uh and there's lots of free agents out there there's going to be a lot of movement you know i i you you can bet i mean we know that the the 40 man as it as it looks now is not going to be you know what we have when spring training starts and it's probably going to change from there even more so yeah there's always trades so there's uh there's there's lots of uh you know this is what this is why they pay uh Falvey and company, the big bucks to be, uh, to, you know, use that flexibility when the time comes. Be unemotional and make good baseball decisions, which is, is hard to do. I'm sure I've never had to do it. Um, we've had some people reach out and just say, Hey, what do you guys think of the new TV deal? Uh, I mean, I don't really know that you can call it a new TV deal. It sounds as though they agreed to, uh, one more year on Bally at a reduced rate and, there's just a lot of people saying, well, why did they take this deal? Why didn't they do something else? And I think there's a couple things here. First of all, everything drug on so long that we're now effectively 
two weeks from games being broadcast because they'll have some spring training games on. And so as much as the Twins had the upper hand against a company that is in the midst of the throes of bankruptcy, uh, at the end of the day, though, they still kind of had to go crawling back because there just weren't that many options. They're only, you know, it's a little different than a baseball problem. There, there are only so many companies out there that can put your games on TV, you know, that, that and that goes for every team. Um, you know, I know the Twins have tried to create their own network before. Um, I, I didn't have a chance to really see that. That's you know, before 2004. What's that? 2004 it was called Victory Sports North, and it was not. That's available. a terrible name. Right, right, exactly, and that's part of why. And I think, like, everyone's like, well, why didn't they try to do something like that? One, 20 years ago, we saw what happened when you do something like that and don't have the proper foresight infrastructure and all that. You can't rush something like that. And then two, it just hasn't worked in the past. So how do we know it's going to work this time? You know, it's just a lot of people have a lot of answers, but aren't really listening to the questions, which again, I shouldn't be surprised. It's Twitter. It's sports fans. It's short for fanatic. I get it. But basically it just kind of came down to what else were they going to do? The the logistics of starting a network are, are, it's null and void. It's not going to happen, at least not on the fly. So, I mean, they kind of were over a barrel, really. That's the kind of thing that they're going to have to, if they want to do it next year, they're going to have to start now to get and, it in well, position for next year. So right, I, I think the um, one thing people were worried about or, or kind of thought maybe would be over was the blackout issue. I don't think that's resolved. I think no. that's that's still going to be an issue on, with Bally uh, doing games because they don't have the rights, the uh, – Works. I mean, they have the rights to broad to broadcast it on TV, but they don't have the digital rights. I don't know why how these deals like, get negotiated, but it sounds like the streaming is going to be screwed up and everything too. So I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be. Um, you know, we have uh, cable, but it's digital cable. I, whatever that means, I, I can watch the games on my TV here in my office, and it, it is what it is. I mean, I would like to have a better option. I'd like to go back to YouTube TV or something like that, but. In the meantime, you know, I'll use it as a write-off and all that fun stuff. Uh, locked on income tax, I guess. Um, but yeah, so I again, like everybody's got an answer, but it's just like, it's. I don't even know if I'd say it's the best of a bad situation. It's just kind of trudging through the snow, of which we don't have any, um, to get to. The, the, the bigger question for me, I guess, is... Uh, and they've had, they've made their moves since this has kind of come out, but I don't think it's why. Um, what it's going to mean budget wise, because they traded Jorge Polanco. Um, you know, they've they're I think they're about status quo after adding a couple of guys here. Uh, it really is going to be worth wondering how much more room or how much more flexibility they feel they have with a you know a TV deal that's one year, but question marks after that too are those question marks scarier than this one year left with valley or are they actually um you know better because they're going to have time to do due diligence whatever i don't know all i'm seeing is like all we really know right now is nothing ball games are going to be on valley whether it's uh 668 on your channel changer 26 whatever it's going to be right where you found it last year on on your cable tv but um just as long as it's not channel 666, that would creep me out. 
Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, well, we're going to wrap the episode today and we're, we still got plenty of time, but I, I just want people to know that this is how we're going to ride it out to the end here. Um, we all kind of agree the twins need right-handed help in their offense still, even with Carlos Santana being a switch hitter. Um, so you and I, I kind of tasked you with, and I did it as well. Uh, the pros and cons of the remaining right-handed hitters. Now, before we dive into specifics, I want to know one thing. Uh, how vital is it to you that whoever the twins land, and again, we're assuming that they land one more hitter. Is it interesting? Is it absolutely vital that this player can play center? Is it not vital at all? Or you know, like I said, somewhere in the middle, interesting, whatever. Because uh, literally, I have a list of, let's see here, eight guys, and they I think they all do something different. Well, it's very interesting that you asked that question because I've created sort of a list of questions about what's important about whoever this player is, what, what attributes are. The first thing I have is where can they play defense? Yep. Um, you know, are they... <coughs> excuse my cough. All good. Um, are they somebody that can um, replace Buxton for two or three weeks if he goes on the disabled list? Right. Are there, is it somebody that you want playing center field at all? Um, do they have an arm for right field? Um, do they, can they also play the infield? Are they versatile enough to do that? Mm-hmm. I think they want a right-handed power hitter. And it doesn't even have, I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be a right-handed hitter. It's got to be somebody that can hit left-handed pitching. And that could be a left-handed guy. Like Cody Bellinger Bell would be good at that, but Belt's not on the list probably because they signed Santana. So, um what else did I have? Well, I eliminated most left-handed hitters. For yeah. That reason. And uh, like my, my, my others list, which we'll touch on before we get out of here, uh, is guys kind of all over position wise. I kind of was like, I really don't see them adding like a Yuli Guriel. Cause I mean, yeah. Plays first base and DH. They just did that. They just did that. Would the bat make sense? Uh, probably not because he didn't really have a strong year and he's, if he's not 40, he's almost 40. But I mean, that type of player, CJ Crone, you know, was a twin for a year already. Good thump, but, you know, just the fit doesn't really work. So there are some guys who are either switch or right-handed hitters who could make some sense. But the list of eight that I have top down is probably the, the ones I would focus on. I don't think it has to be a guy that can play the infield too, because like Whitmer like, field, for example. I mean, you could put him in center. You could put him in right, and he'd be okay. Yeah, you, you got him for second, but Farmer plays second. Yep, and other parts of the infield, so you're kind of covered there uh, as a right-handed complement to Julian, and he can also go over to third if uh, if Royce Lewis struggles, yeah, or gets hurt or whatever. Well, you that Miranda for that too. Like the depth is the yeah. depth is actually strong, but where they need to add is just insurance policies. The same, you have to have insurance policies on Buxton getting hurt, Lewis getting hurt, Kirilov getting hurt, uh, any, uh, Walner taking a dive in his, yes. uh, you know, so th- there's various reasons for various things and whoever they sign will make sense to them, obviously, because they sign him. But like, we're trying to ascertain what exactly they want. And so like Jorge Soler, for instance, top of my list, probably going to get the most money of the players we're talking about hopefully in his 
for him, he wants a multi-year deal, I'm sure. Um, but he also, you know, you, you really don't want to put him in left field or right if you don't have to. You could. Uh, so you, you end up at a DH-only possible guy. Solaire, and then to a, a whole other extent of J.D. Martinez, who I just um, have in my others, uh, to me, they, they don't work as well. You could still justify him if Santana is going to play a bunch of first base. But for me, uh, Solaire, I just think, is going to be too costly in terms of money, if not years, and then uh, just the role fit is kind of weird. I think it's going to be th- one of three guys, and I think they're going to bring somebody in. Of course, they could also make a trade. Um, yeah, they could. But I think it's uh, if it's a free agent, I think it's going to be uh, – I think they'll bring back Taylor. Okay. I think they'll – or they'll bring in Duval. Okay. Uh, I said three guys, but I meant four. Uh, Tommy Pham. Yep. And Randall Grichik. I think those – it's going to be one of those four guys. If it's anybody among the free agent pile so, with well, three of those right. guys, uh, able, well, Duval and Grichik, we hope able to play center. Sometimes Taylor's still able to play center. Yeah. Not really an upside that much with the bat with Taylor. Fam's got lots of good experience and is, uh, if you keep him away from fantasy football, good in the clubhouse. Um, so I think any one of those four guys, I think is the best candidate. Okay, so of guys that you mentioned that I also have on my list that we can talk about, uh, Kike Hernandez, you had mentioned him in our off-camera, off off-audio discussion. Yeah. Um, I actually had like an entire thing. It was like future twin Kike Hernandez for like the entire offseason before he signed with the Red Sox. And I just thought uh, another vibes guy, I believe, um, hits lefties or has hit lefties. And he's had some really nice years, but yeah, it's it's been pretty rough of late. Now, with that said, that means he's going to come cheaply, which is like number one with the bullet for the Twins right now. Um, I don't know where you trust him to play defensively right now, but at his heyday or at his peak, it was everywhere pretty much. It was like uh, it was like he was they had Chris Taylor and him, and they could just do whatever. Um, so we got Kike Hernandez. Uh, you could still sell me on Garrett Cooper if you thought he could play left. Uh, I don't know that he can, but if you thought he could, meh. And then Whit Merrifield was also, um, you know, depending on. I mean, he he's interesting in that you're probably going to get like a uh, 700 OPS. This would be like a 320 on base, 380 slugging with positional versatility and some speed. And like it's it's not the Whit Merrifield Twins fans remember from five years ago, but it's a useful. He's a useful player who can do a lot of different things. But I think, but you know, based on what you're saying, Cooper I think is out. Kike is an option, and Whit I'm not sure about. But uh, I think the four you've kind of honed in on are kind of the right four to look at. Yeah, I think Kike is is possible. I think Whit is possible. Not a lot of power with Wit. He's more of a base stealing guy. And again, the versatility of being able to go outfield to infield, not oh. that important considering yeah. the depth the Twins already have in the infield. It doesn't hurt, but it's it's certainly not necessary. Yeah. I mean, and Willie Castro goes back and forth too. I kind of like Gordon. And Nick Gordon, if you're hoping he's going to bounce back. I, I mean, I in some ways, I kind of like the Twins' depth. I mean, not all of those guys had great years last year, as we know. Nick Gordon didn't, but um, I really played too. Right. I, I think 
you want to get you don't necessarily have to get a guy that plays all over the field. I think but you it would be really nice to get somebody that can play center. And you don't, you know, and I think that's like two, maybe three of these guys if Grichik can still do it. Grichik can do it. Uh, Michael Taylor, who you know about, and uh, who was the third guy? Uh, Adam Duval. So, uh, and, and I wouldn't trust Adam Duval every day out there. It seems like maybe in his mid thirties, he's it's he's starting to slide a little bit, but he did slug well over five hundred last year, and that would be really nice to have, especially if like Walner doesn't you know bear fruit as people are hoping and left and you need to have somebody at least as a placeholder who can knock the ball out of the park and play left every day until one of the kids is ready to play in the outfield yeah uh Duvall kind of reminds me of like what you would have expected AJ Pollock to be down the stretch of his career you know Pollock has really tailed off yeah. Um, okay. So before we get out of here, because I want to be quick, um, how would you power rank one through four, Grichuk, Duval, Fam, and Taylor for a fit for the Twins, in your opinion, based on what you expect them to get uh, financially? It's all let's say all one year deals just for this exercise, because it's going to be anyway. But for practicality purposes, Duval one, Taylor two, uh, Fam three, Grichuk four. Yeah, I'm right in lockstep with you there. Um, Quickly, I want to read off a list of right-handed hitters and just let me know if anybody piques your interest as kind of a, hey, the Twins always do something. Just name weird. some guys. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I put Matt Chapman in there just because, who knows? But, I, yeah, obviously not going to be in that mix. Um, Eduardo Escobar as a switch hitter? I don't remember Eduardo's splits. Like, if what's he better against? Well, I think in MLB The Show he can hit lefties, so I don't know if that argumentates. Well, that's uh I don't know if that's a good place to go for scouting reports, but I, I think he has more power from the right side. As we all do. Um sounds, sounds like uh Tim the Toolman Taylor. You know, with Royce Lewis here and uh Miranda hopefully healthy and uh other players able to go over to third base. I, I don't know about Eduardo at this point. If they hadn't signed Santana, maybe yeah. they play right. first too. We'll be quick with these. Uh, J.D. Martinez is a no for me just because he's a DH. Uh, I assume for you, too. Yeah. Uh, Evan Longoria, again, kind of a stretch, but. Um, Not, you know, we're crossing our fingers with Royce Lewis here. Yeah, because uh, Spotrack didn't have the most updated information. They had some guys who weren't signed yet. That they Longoria said, is a free agent. Okay, I just didn't know if he had re- retired or not. Uh, A.J. Pollock. No, cooked. Will Myers. I don't know what happened to Will Myers. I don't, I don't know why he didn't cook. sign. He didn't sign anywhere after he got cut. Well, he was playing terribly. All right. Urshela. Who? Gio Urshela. I don't know. Uh, that, that terrible Broke. injury last year. I don't know where he is with that. I don't know. Ahmed Rosario. No. Shortstop, CJ, second base. They're yeah. fine. CJ Crone. Uh No. Too limiting defensively. Jerickson Profar. I've always liked him, but I don't know what he does well anymore. Not much. Uh, he's he's just barely 30. Uh, Donovan Solano. Yeah, Profar has been in the league, though, since I don't know. Yep. Donovan Solano, not anymore because of Santana. That's a Santana. Uh, right. Boot it out because of Santana. Quickly here, Yuli Guriel. No. Robbie Grossman. Uh... Isn't he left-handed batter? Switch. switch 
Yeah. Well, hey. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was – the Rangers were trusting him to do things last year. I, I wouldn't say no off the top of my head, but I, I haven't looked it up. All right. Well, hey, that's all we have time for. That's a wrap for Locked on Twins. We were going to go 28 minutes. We ended up going over 32. But, hey, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for listening to Locked on Twins, and we'll see you tomorrow night.